We just got through the official start of the holiday season. Lots of people getting together. Lots of activities are going to be taking place in the next four weeks. And that means we need to be extra careful as we have a lot of things roaming around out there that we need to be aware of. Uh, Not only have we started seeing some COVID-19 coming back in, but we also have the flu and RSV. We got Dr. Harb on the line with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. How you doing? Oh, doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. We had a we took four days off here for a long holiday weekend. Oh, Both nice. the office Thursday and Friday, so it was really nice. Okay. Well, you're probably going to walk into a rush then. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's so. okay. It's, Power for the course, I guess, though. So tell me what you're seeing right now as far as we're reading all these these headlines. Of course, uh, you know, some of my my kids have come down with another version of COVID. Seems like the young people, uh, we're seeing it more with them than we are with anybody else right now. Yeah, that's true. So we're seeing seeing a lot of flu A this year here in the office. Okay. Um, You know, you've got flu A and flu B, and flu A is the most common type that you see and um, this year it's h3n2 that's the very the, that's the variety of the flu a we're seeing uh-huh. it seems to be a it seems to be about be a little more severe than last year and a little more you know a little more prevalent so we're seeing a lot of that and treating a lot of people for the flu a and then um, of course you're seeing some covid as well but more flu a than covid right now uh-huh. and then um, you're also seeing some rsv which you hear a lot about in the, in the news these days and um, of course, RSV is not very—it's um, not very dangerous at all to adults, but right. it can be. It, it certainly can be more dangerous to um, older adults and adults with chronic diseases like emphysema or heart disease, that kind of thing. Um, but really, mainly uh, RSV affects kids in the three-month to three-year-old range, primarily. And it does make them so very sick. Yeah, and it—it uh, it can make little kids really sick, and. Uh, it tends to, you know, affect sort of the lower respiratory tract, the lungs, the bronchioles, those areas in kids. Uh-huh. And um, if a kid comes in with, you know, with coughing and wheezing and fever, you know, in that age, in that age range, you definitely want to check them out for RSV. And uh, they, if they get really sick, of course, they, <clears throat> of course, they have to be hospitalized. But usually, they can be treated um, symptomatically with fluids and with rest and with, uh, you know, medications for the fever. And with some uh, bronchodilators, if they need that to open up their airways, that kind of thing. What is the um, best way for uh, a parent to 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 keep their child safe uh, as we're dealing with this resurgence of RSV? So RSV is so contagious; it's unbelievable. In fact, probably by the age of two or three years old, most kids in the in the country have had it or have been exposed at least. And the problem with RSV virus is it can actually live on. Uh, it can live for a while on the countertops or on toys, that kind of thing. Oh so, um, you know, it's just extremely contagious. And, um, you know, you touch a door, your kid can touch a doorknob or, you know, or uh, touch a toy another kid had and get it that way. So the only way to really prevent your kid from getting RSV is really to, if there's a lot of it going around in your neighborhood, to just kind of keep them away from, you know, playing with a bunch of kids, uh, you know, over at the neighbor's house or, or, or you know, the neighbor's kid or some other child the kid plays with is, has been seen coughing or something like that. Right. And you want to kind of keep them, keep them away from that kind of environment. And so. if you've got a, a child that's in preschool or if you, you know, have a go to church and there's the nursery, if you've got a child showing those symptoms, please do not take them to school or right. take them into the, right. the nurseries. 
there. Exactly. What about exactly. products like microband? Do do those work well in situations like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they tend to kill the, you know, kill viruses and germs on contact on surfaces and that kind of stuff. So I know it um, doesn't work for everything, but it seems like maybe with RSV, if you used a product like that to keep your kids' toys cleaned and keep the handles done and that yeah. type of thing, that would probably yeah. be a good idea. I think that's a really good idea, and I think it would work to some degree with that. So, but um, all right, it's let's so talk highly about contagious. the flu. Oh, go ahead. Let's talk about the flu. Uh, shot what are your thoughts okay. on the flu shot in light of the types of flu that you're seeing this year so the flu shot does uh, target flu a and flu b and then um flu flu b is primarily just in humans and it's um usually uh, not as prevalent as flu a flu a is the kind of flu that can occur in humans and animals okay. and it has those uh, and it has a variety of those uh different ways of mutating, which, you know, you, see, you hear HN1, H, you know, mm-hmm. H this and that and so forth. So um, the, the flu shot does target both of those uh, types of flu. And um, I think it's really important to get the flu shot this year. Okay. Um, it's, and it's, it's essential that people who are at higher risk uh, from chronic diseases like emphysema and so forth, they need, really need to get it every year. The problem, the problem with getting the flu shot is once you get the flu shot, Every month after you get the flu shot, you have about a 15 to 20 percent reduction in the efficiency of that flu shot going forward. So if you get the flu shot really early, like in August, by the time you get into December or January, which is usually the height of the flu season, you're already down, you know, August to September, October, you're already down 60 percent on the strength of that flu shot. So my so recommendation can you get is another you wait one? until... Okay. You can. You can actually get another one. And, you know, if you've gotten one in August, in a, in a, then in a bad flu year like this year, it might be a good idea to get another one in December or January. Uh, but I usually tell people it's better to wait till October to get your flu shot mm-hmm. if, the, if the flu season doesn't really, you know, sometimes the flu season will start a little earlier, but generally it doesn't. So it's, if you start, if you get your flu shot in October, you're pretty well protected through October, November, December, January, the, you know, the height of the flu season. Well, it's good to know that, you know, sometimes you, you feel like you get the, the flu shot and then if, the, if that flu is not covered, then, but it sounds like you're seeing a lot of the flus that that vaccine does yes. cover. So that's good. Yes, we are seeing a lot of the flu and we're, we're see, we seem to uh, have less problems with uh, patients who have gotten their flu shot this year. They seem to be pretty well protected. Managing think, it so. well. Well, Dr. Hart, yeah. thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Janet. Have yes, a good one. You too. Yep. All right. Important information to to know. You know, he was saying that flu A uh, is transmittable between uh, animals and humans. Nebraska agricultural officials say that another 1.8 million chickens are having to be killed after the bird flu was found on a farm there. And that latest sign that an outbreak has already prompted the slaughter of more than 50 million birds nationwide uh, is continuing to spread there. And they say it's the state's 13th case of the bird flu there. Crazy. You know what that's going to do to chicken prices? Oh, boy. Bird flu has been uh, the leading contributor of rising prices of chicken and turkey, along with the cost of feed and fuel. Craziness. All right. We've got your local headlines with WDBJ7 coming up here very shortly. And we'll cover that. We'll also take a look at your forecast. 
pretty mild for today. We'll enjoy it while we can. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose.